0: Chapter Nineteen of Stories from Pentamerone. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Joy Chan. Stories from Pentamerone by Giambattista Passire. Chapter Nineteen The Booby. An ignorant man who associates with clever people has always been more praised than a wise man who keeps the company of fools. For as much profit and fame as one may gain from the former, so much wealth and honour one may lose by the fault of the latter. And as the proof of the pudding is in the eating, you will know from the story which I am going to tell you, whether my proposition be true. There was once a man who was as rich as the sea, but as there can never be any perfect happiness in this world, He had a son so idle and good for nothing, that he could not tell a bean from a cucumber. So being unable any longer to put up with his folly, he gave him a good handful of crowns, and sent him to trade in the Levant, for he well knew that seeing various countries and mixing with diverse people awakened the genius and sharpened the judgment and make men expert. Moschione, for that was the name of the son, got on horseback and began his journey towards Venice, the arsenal of the wonders of the world, to embark on board some vessel bound for Cairo. And when he had travelled a good day's journey, he met with a person who was standing fixed at the foot of a poplar, to whom he said, What is your name, my lad? Whence are you, and what is your trade? And the lad replied, My name is Lightning. I am from Arrowland, and I can run like the wind. I should like to see a proof of it, "'said Mascione, and Lightning answered, "'Wait a moment, and you will see whether it is dust or flour. "'When they had stood waiting a little while, "'a doe came bounding over the plain, "'and Lightning, letting her pass on some way to give her the more law, "'darted after her so rapidly and light of foot "'that he would have gone over a place covered with flour "'without leaving the mark of his shoe, "'and in four bounds he came up with her. "'Moscione, amazed at this exploit, asked if he would come and live with him, "'and promised to pay him royally. "'So lightning consented, and they went on their way together. "'But they had not journeyed many miles when they met another youth, "'to whom Moscione said, "'What is your name, comrade? What country are you from, and what is your trade?' "'My name,' replied the lad, "'is Quickier,' I am from vale curious, and when I put my ear the ground, I hear all that is passing in the world without stirring from the spot. I perceive the monopolies and agreements of tradespeople to raise the prices of things, the ill offices of courtiers, the appointments of lovers, the plots of robbers, the reports of spies, the complaints of servants, the gossiping of old women, and the oaths of sailors.' so that no one has ever been able to discover so much as my ears can. "'If that be true,' said Moschione, "'tell me what they are now saying at my home.' So the lad put his ear to the ground and replied, "'An old man is talking to his wife and saying,' "'Praised be soul in Leo, I have got rid from my sight of that fellow, Moschione, "'that face of old-fashioned crockery, that nail in my heart. "'By travelling through the world he will at least become a man "'and no longer be such a stupid ass, such a simpleton, "'such a low's-the-day fellow, such a—' "'Stop! Stop!' cried Moschione. "'You tell the truth, and I believe you. "'So come along with me, for you have found the road to good luck.' "'Well and good,' said the youth. So they all went on together and travelled ten miles farther when they met another man, to whom Moschione said, What is your name, my brave fellow? Where were you born? And what can you do in the world? And the man answered My name is Shoot Straight, I am from Castle Aimwell, and I can shoot with a crossbow so point blank as to hit a crab apple in the middle. I should like to see the proof, said Moschione. So the lad charged his crossbow, took aim, and made a pea leap from the top of a stone, whereupon Moscione took him also like the others into his company. And they travelled on another day's journey, till they came to some people who were building a large pier in the scorching heat of the sun, and who might well say, Boy, put water to the wine, for my heart is burning. So Moscione had compassion on them, and said, My masters, how is it you have the head to stand in this furnace, which is fit to roast a buffalo? And one of them answered, Oh, we are as cool as a rose, for we have a young man here who blows upon us from behind, in such a manner, that it seems just as if the west wind were blowing. Let me see him, I pray, cried Moschione. So the mason called the lad, and Moschione said to him, "'Tell me, by the life of your father, what is your name, "'what country are you from, and what is your profession?' "'And the lad replied, "'My name is Blowblast, I am from Windyland, "'and I can make all the winds with my mouth. "'If you wish for a zephyr, "'I will breathe one that will send you in transports. "'If you wish for a squall, I will throw down houses.' "'Seeing is believing,' said Moskirine. "'Whereupon Blowblast breathed at first quite gently.' "'so that it seemed to be the wind "'that blows at Posolippo towards evening. "'Then turning suddenly to some trees, "'he sent forth such a furious blast "'that it uprooted a row of oaks. "'When Mosquione saw this, "'he took him for a companion, "'and travelling on as far again "'he met another lad, to whom he said, "'What is your name, if I may make so bold? "'Whence are you, if one may ask? "'And what is your trade, if it is a fair question?' "'And the lad answered, My name is Strongback. I am from Valentino, and I have such strength that I can take a mountain on my back, and it seems to me only a feather. If that be the case, said Moschione, you deserve to be the king of the custom-house, and you should be chosen for standard-bearer on the 1st of May. But I should like to see a proof of what you say. Then Strongback began to load himself with masses of rock, "'trunks of trees, and so many other weights "'that a thousand large wagons could not have carried them, "'which, when Moscheone saw, he agreed with the lad to join him. "'So they travelled on till they came to Fair Flower, "'the king of which place had a daughter who ran like the wind, "'and could pass over the waving corn without bending an ear.' and the king had issued a proclamation that whoever could overtake her in running should have her to wife, but whoever was left behind should lose his head. When Moschione arrived in this country and heard the proclamation, he went straight to the king, and offered to run with his daughter, making the wise agreement either to win the race or leave his noddle there. But in the morning he sent to inform the king that he was taken ill. And being unable to run himself, he would send another young man in his place. "'Come who will,' said Chanatella, for she was the king's daughter. "'I care not a fig; it is all one to me.' So when the great square was filled with people, come to see the race, insomuch that the men swarmed like ants, and the windows and roofs were all as full as an egg, lightning came out and took his station at the top of the square, waiting for the signal.' And lo, forth came Chanatella, dressed in a little gown, tucked halfway up her legs, and a neat and pretty little shoe, with a single sole. Then they placed themselves shoulder to shoulder, and as soon as the tarantara and tutu of the trumpets was heard, off they darted, running at such a rate that their heels touched their shoulders, and in truth they seemed just like hares with the greyhounds after them, horses broken loose from the stable, or dogs with kettles tied to their tails. But lightning, as he was both by name and nature, left the princess more than a hand's breadth behind him, and came first to the goal. Then you should have heard the hussaring and shouting, the cries and the uproar, the whistling and clapping of hands of all the people bawling out, Hurrah, long life to the stranger, Whereat Chanatella's face turned as red as a schoolboy's who is going to be whipped and she stood lost in shame and confusion at seeing herself vanquished. But as there were to be two heats to the race, she fell to planning how to be revenged for this affront, and going home she put a charm into a ring of such power that if any one had it upon his finger, his legs would totter so that he would not be able to walk, much less run. Then she sent it as a present to Lightning, begging him to wear it on his finger for love of her. Quigia, who heard this trick plotted between the father and daughter, said nothing, and waited to see the upshot of the affair. And when, at the trumpeting of the birds, the sun whipped on the knight, who sat mounted on the jackass of the shades, they returned to the field, where, at the usual signal, going home, she put a charm into a ring of such power that if any one had it upon his finger, his legs would totter so that he would not be able to walk, much less run. "'Then she sent it as a present to lightning, "'begging him to wear it on his finger for love of her. "'Quigier, who heard this trick plotted "'between the father and daughter, said nothing, "'and waited to see the upshot of the affair. "'And when, at the trumpeting of the birds, "'the sun whipped on the knight "'who sat mounted on the jackass of the shades, "'they returned to the field, "'where at the usual signal they fell to plying their heels. "'But if Chanatella was like another Atalanta,' Lightning had become no less like an old donkey and a foundered horse, for he could not stir a step. But Shootstraight, who saw his comrade's danger, and heard from Quickier how matters stood, laid hold of his crossbow, and shot a bolt so exactly that it hit lightning's finger, and out flew the stone from the ring, in which the virtue of the charm lay, whereupon his legs that had been tied were set free, and with four goat-leaps he passed Chanatella, and won the race. The king, seeing this victory of a blockhead, the palm thus carried off by a simpleton, the triumph of a fool, bethought himself seriously whether or no he should give him his daughter. And taking counsel with the wiseacres of his court, they replied that Chanatella was not a mouthful for the tooth of such a miserable dog, and lose-the-day bird, and that, without breaking his word, he might commute the promise of his daughter for a gift of crowns, which would be more to the taste of a poor beggar like Moschione than all the women in the world. This advice pleased the king, and he asked Moschione how much money he would take instead of the wife who had been promised him. Then Moschione, after consulting with the others, answered, I will take as much gold and silver as one of my comrades can carry on his back. The king consented, whereupon they brought strong back, on whom they began to load bales of ducats, sacks of patakas, large purses full of crowns, barrels of copper money, chests full of chains and rings. But the more they loaded him, the firmer he stood, just like a tower, so that the treasury, the banks, the usurers, and the money dealers of the city did not suffice. And he sent to all the great people in every direction to borrow their silver candlesticks, basins, jugs, plates, trays, and baskets— and yet all was not enough to make up the full load. At length they went away, not laden, but tired and satisfied. When the councillors saw what heaps and stores these six miserable dogs were carrying off, they said to the king that it was a great piece of assery to load them with all the sinews of his kingdom, and that it would be well to send people after them to lessen the load of that atlas who was carrying on his shoulders a heaven of treasure." THE KING GAVE EAR TO THIS ADVICE, AND IMMEDIATELY DISPATCHED A PARTY OF ARMED MEN, FOOT AND HORSE, TO OVERTAKE MOSCIONE AND HIS FRIENDS. BUT Quickier, WHO HAD HEARD THIS COUNSEL, INFORMED HIS COMRADES, AND WHILE THE DUST WAS RISING TO THE SKY FROM THE TRAMPLING OF THOSE WHO WERE COMING TO UNLOAD THE RICH CARGO, BLOWBLAST, SEEING THAT THINGS WERE COME TO A BAD PASS, BEGAN TO BLOW AT SUCH A RATE "'that he not only made the enemies fall flat on the ground, "'but he sent them flying more than a mile distant, "'as the north wind does the folks who pass through that country. "'So without meeting any more hindrance, "'Moscione arrived at his father's house, "'where he shared the booty with his companions, "'since, as the saying goes, "'a good deed deserves a good meed. "'So he sent them away content and happy. "'But he stayed with his father, rich beyond measure.' And saw himself a simpleton laden with gold, not giving the lie to the saying, Heaven sends biscuits to him who has no teeth. End of chapter 19.